Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 93 of Shades of Brown. And this week, uh, it's, it's a lot of Facebook, uh, because, uh, Facebook's big, uh, developer conference happened, F8. Do we know why, why it's called F8? Is that, is there, is there a real reason it's called F8? Do we know? I, I always thought it was because, like, it's like a real, it's like, you can say it's also like fate that I, there's a, a joke in there. Like, I, I feel like Facebook... You know why it's called F8, by the way? It's it's actually a really... It's the same reason we shorten accessibility to A11Y. There are eight letters in Facebook. I like my I like my bad joke of it being called <laughs> fate a lot better. I like that a lot better than that bullshit explanation. I just want to be upfront with you. Um, so in my headcanon, in my headcanon, it is now... It's because it's called fate. All right, so 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 let's let's get started. Uh, so the theme of this uh, of this particular year's uh, keynote, I guess, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is talking about uh, "quote unquote" privacy. Right? He's talking about the future is "quote unquote" private, uh, and the future we- might be private, but like just as like for who and as another sidebar, just real quick before we get into it. Just think about it. Just think about like being at your company and asking your boss to pay for you to go to fate. Like, why? Why would anyone like who, I don't under why would you go there? I'm trying to figure that out. I've yet to figure out why anyone would like try and budget time to go to F8, especially when builds happening and so is Google I.O. Like, is it like drawing the short end of the stick, right? What if you're like some sort of like big advertiser on Facebook? I think I would imagine there are there are folks that are probably very invested into Facebook's platform for various reasons. Uh but yeah, actually, like, let's start with that, with the whole privacy theme, right? Like, what, what is Zuckerberg trying to do here, right? He's trying to, uh, skirt government regulations. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's like the overall, but <laughs> let's, let's be real, right? Facebook is trying to pivot to privacy so the government, so they can do it on their terms so governments cannot. Um, yeah, it's, you can't break up Facebook if it's all encrypted because, hey, what are you breaking up? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they're trying to say that they're, they're shifting their vision. From for their company, right? Uh, their focus onto smaller, smaller group social networking, right? They're switching the focus to um, a Facebook Messenger. They're, they're gonna make everything end to end encrypted. They're gonna they're gonna focus on integrating Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram, so you so you can talk to people no matter uh, which platform you, you choose to use, right? So so it is they they they're essentially they realize that they can't like they cannot go the current route of like basically making the news feed their primary social like uh like interaction model so they they want to like refocus the whole company around that and then they have and they're using the word privacy as as a way to uh essentially reframe the discussion right like they're trying to say that Hey, uh, we realized that you know you speed, we fucked up, but no, they, they, they're, they're they're trying to say they're making more things more private without saying they fucked up, right? Like it's like they're not admitting to anything except for like one joke in the keynote where where uh, where Zuckerberg was like, we we haven't had a good record with privacy, which is uh, which was was just a fantastic joke, and apparently nobody laughed at that. By the way, uh, like, why do tech CEOs try to make jokes? I, I don't understand uh, because they're they're always bad at it. They, they have terrible delivery. Uh, so, so that's that's like the gist of like what what's what's actually like the what's happening. So let's like get into like the f- first 
but mass Facebook Messenger. So, Christian, you use Facebook Messenger. Do, how big of a deal do you think this, this whole push towards Facebook Messenger being like the upcoming future of Facebook uh, is? So, I want to break this into two parts. We have part number one, which is Facebook Messenger being rewritten and also being ported to macOS and Windows. That good. That redesign they showed off of being just a friends list, uh, you know, like a, a group, you know, sort of like groups, and then a discover tab. That's pretty great. And that being rewritten to be lighter and more resource efficient, good. With, I'm down for that. The macOS and Windows version, uh, inevitably, I don't. Will it be Electron? Facebook probably has like their own like weird. Because I know for the the Windows apps, like the um, the native Facebook 10 Windows apps, those are actually using some custom built UI UI kit wrapper that will re that that ports it from UI kit to UWP. Okay. <laughs> which is really weird. So I, really I don't know weird, yeah. if Facebook would do that for their desktop apps and messenger or if they would just make it a web app because it could also be a progressive web app. He's a redesign of Facebook that rolled out for the desktop is a PWA. So it could be either or right sort of like a web kit wrapper or some sort of wrapper for a PWA. Yeah, uh, they, they said they, they're going to reduce the size of the iOS app by like by like a lot, like it's gonna be like thirty megabytes, uh, and they're gonna reduce like the uh, the startup time, right? Like they said uh, some, and that's that's actually interesting because like uh, startup time is a big deal uh, for messaging apps because I feel like uh, you want to just like get in there, send a quick message, like you, you don't want to wait for your messaging app to to load, like that. That's always the problem with Wire, right? I think Wire is 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 actually a big offender. Uh, is that wire is slow to load, right? Uh, I, I've always found wire fairly slow. Uh, it, it has gotten better. It used to be much, much slower. Decrypting messages was a good meme uh, because it would take forever to decrypt your messages. Uh, and like iMessage on iOS just launches basically instantly, right? It doesn't, it doesn't even matter like if whatever you do, it just launches. Like I feel like it's always running in the background, uh, so it gets it just like launches basically immediately. Uh, so that's that's like the goal here to make uh, messenger faster and less heavyweight, so they can so the more people can use it basically. But like, track you all the same though. Yes, of course. Uh, and, yeah. and then inevitably, there's there's part two to this, right? So the first part, more lightweight, um, native desktop apps, more more platforms, good objectively good things however part two is we're also going to be combining whatsapp facebook messenger and instagram direct into one unified chat platform that anyone who signs up for either one of those services can talk to each other on and for that i think we've talked about before when the news first came out i'm i i'm i'm of two minds on this because objectively that's a bad idea because then when regulators try to break up facebook they're technically the same product so you really can't spin off instagram because instagram and facebook are now one product right you can't and they're all encrypted too so it makes it even harder to break up ditto for whatsapp but on the other hand it's really annoying to have like 10 different chat apps right like it's really annoying to do that and of course we'd want it to be done via open standards but like i i don't know we we've been trying to make XMPP like modernized for a while. We have Riot and Matrix, and it just never seems to be going anywhere. Yeah, we have we have uh, yeah, like the, 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 I mean, we don't want to bring this back to chat apps discourse, but I mean, it's chat apps discourse. Uh, like the fragmentation of chat apps is real, and Facebook is trying to rein in their own internal. Like we talked about this before, like they're just trying to rein in the 
the fragmentation within their own platform. And, and mind you, and mind you, these three chat apps are the most used chat apps in the world, right? Like the, these three being unified is honestly, we could probably say like 75, 80% of the world in terms of chat apps. Uh, every, like everywhere except Asia, someone has like some form of one of these products, right? Because I think you don't, because you're no longer on WhatsApp. But for a time, right, even you were still using WhatsApp. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 actually like people don't realize how big these apps are, right? Like because these are sort of like not public facing apps, right? Uh, as as much as like they're more geared towards obviously private one to one or group messaging. Uh, we don't realize how just how large the user base for WhatsApp is, right? Like WhatsApp is fucking ridiculously huge. Like WhatsApp by itself, could, like was its own company, obviously, but like it's just it's huge. Uh, like it, it's it, like in Europe, like WhatsApp is just like the messaging app, right? Like WhatsApp is is basically the thing. So like like combining these three together into one mega chat app is just like. Uh, Facebook just becomes the dom- dominant like chat app prof- like platform, and then they just like that's actually kind of ridiculous if you think about it. Like it's it's actually kind of absurd. Uh, but it's it's like, is this like really gonna change much? Like for like users of these platforms, like will this like actually change uh, how people interact? Like is is this really gonna like? actually matter overall i think so i think in terms of having it unified because then right it's just these chats just become portable and if they're encrypted right if please if they're encrypted sort of the reason to not use facebook messenger becomes moot right at that point it's just you don't like facebook itself rather like then there's any technical reason because at this point what facebook what they could be able to get off your device then is just maybe some location information based off of sniffing the ip address but anyone can get that anyways right there's once the chat goes encrypted there's not a whole lot that facebook themselves can be pulling off of you know your your chat specifically for tracking them uh th- there was th- there was the piece uh for the outline uh by uh, casey johnston uh about how like it doesn't matter that it's going into encrypted because the real like the, the data like the data that facebook wants is the metadata which is still there Right, uh, like who you're talking to, right? How often you're talking, uh, like even like what, like what else? Like what sort of other metadata that they can get? Like they don't need. The, I guess they get your social network, right? Yeah, so. yeah. They, 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 don't, they don't need the uh, like this thing is still got the location data probably as as metadata. Like they don't need the exact contents of the of the conversations to make it viable right to like this so anyway encryption is not like uh like if you're still concerned like if you're concerned about facebook's uh like privacy related issues it's it's i don't think just adding like and doing encryption is obvious i mean it's 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 a it's better uh it's better that they have slightly less metadata like slightly less data than they used to because uh, stuff is said to encrypted but uh, they still they still have plenty of data. Like they still have all the data that they have collected so far. Uh, they have all the stuff that they collect via the web, right? Using you know like their tracking cookies and like uh, Facebook ads and like uh, what like all the stuff that's like Instagram uh, uh, location based stuff. Like all the stuff that they already collect. This that's not not end to end encrypted. There's a lot of metadata. Like there's enough metadata to make a business out of it. I think that's uh, that's what 
uh, this outline piece is trying to get to is, is that face, privacy means uh, something different for Facebook than it does for us, right? They, they try to redefine it. Uh, so, so that's that's like the messaging angle of this, right? And what what else are they doing? They're uh, they are they're really focusing on groups. They're really focusing. I feel like there's there's an important piece about that because they did redesign the um, mobile apps and the desktop app. Like I said earlier, was a good to be redesigned as a PWA. So, but the, but the focus on this redesign is really on groups and you know smaller knit social activity, which in turn is you know is how people are using the product, but also makes moderating it a lot more difficult because if someone because right now facebook is a place where people say blatantly racist stuff on the timeline or on the news feed and we can see that everyone can see being blatantly racist but look at discord right how hard is discord how how much of a problem is discord having right now and getting nazis off their platform because if someone's in a private discord especially becomes that didn't encrypted if someone's in a, a and they're posting just, you know, they're plotting, like, horrible acts of violence and stuff. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah, you don't, right? You don't. You, that, that's, like, the gist of it. Like, they're, they're like, uh, we're, like, like, the governments around the world are like, hey, Facebook, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta nail down that, uh, like, terrorist stuff on your platform. And uh, Facebook is just like, well, well, we can't see it anymore. It's all, it's all end to end encrypted. What do you want us to do? Uh, like this is actually like removing the problem by like obfuscating it, right? Like they can't see it. Like if they can't see it, if it's all end to end encrypted, uh, like that's, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Actually, like the, the whole moderation aspect, like how Facebook is trying to remove public stuff. So they, so they're not accountable for the stuff that's like, so they're, they're going to still, I think, have to, moderate the i don't think they're gonna get rid of the news feed obviously that's that wouldn't make much sense but uh like they're gonna definitely have to keep an eye on that but it makes it easier for them to say that hey most of the stuff is gonna happen on 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 messenger now which we can't see uh yeah so well actually let me ask you this so so do you think then that the move to end-end encryption for everything is good even even if it'll protect, like you know, Nazis or other hate groups, the same way it protects you and I in terms yeah, of privacy. I mean, yes, uh, I, I think that has always uh, like been the like it's it's like encryption. I mean, I guess it also works if like decentralization too as a concept, right? Because the Nazis can always host their own massive audience. Exactly. So it's like they're, they're gonna do they're gonna use the tools as 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 well as the uh, like everybody else is using tools. Uh, and I don't think that's that's enough of a reason to not make these tools because I think end-to-end encryption is important. It is it is I think critical uh, as as going forward that every every messaging platform is end-to-end encrypted, even if it is not uh, like open source or, or federated or decentralized. Is that we have to have at least some sort of like these these platforms are so critical. To commun- like day-to-day communications of billions of people, I think it is more critical that they be encrypted than the fact that Nazis are also using the the platform. Because I mean, we, that's yeah, that's just gonna happen. Like we we just have to we have to just make. I guess we just have to understand that as we build these. Uh, so so what like it, group. Uh, like we're talking about moderating uh, and they and they banned to like ban they banned a few folks for uh, 
So the band specifically, uh, uh, Alex Jones, right? Is the big one. Uh, yeah, and Laura Loomer. I, I didn't know who Laura Loomer was, by the way. Uh, probably for the best. Yeah, probably for the best. Uh, but I, I didn't know who Alex Jones is. I, like most people probably do know who he is, unfortunately. Uh, so a bunch of people, not just like, uh, those are the big names. Those are also like Louis Farrakhan, uh, Milo. Yanapos, uh, Paul Nellan, Paul Joseph Watson, right? Like all the, all the, all the bad folks that, uh, like these are like all like related people. Like these are all people who have like appeared on each other's content or whatever. Like they, they're all right people. Uh, so like they have, they started banning the pages on, on Thursday, right? On uh, some pages were still there a little bit and then they, then they were gone, right? So this is, this is good. Like this, this, this is fine. But I, like, I don't agree with the whole, like, as the Facebook was like, yeah, we had never allowed this stuff on our platform. I'm like, bro, this stuff has been on your platform. Like it is, it's not like this, this stuff is new on your platform, right? This is not like, not like Alex Jones just appeared on your platform, like recently. Like this is not a new thing. You just decided like now is a good time to do that because you wanted the good press. Right. So that's that. Right. Uh, so like that, this is one of the things that people talk about is that with, with, with this all right people is to ban like related individuals because these folks like form networks and, uh, it's important to, it's important to dismantle the network as much as it's banned the individual people. So you gotta, you gotta dismantle the, uh, you gotta dismantle the Facebook groups. You gotta dismantle like, uh, like whatever, uh, whatever else, like the pages they have. Uh, so it's like you got to dispense on the network, uh, and that's what they seem to be doing. I hope, like, this is not a one-time thing because I don't know if this is going to be like a one-time PR thing because I hope hope they keep doing it. Uh, but that that's uh, that's that news. Uh, and then the next news, um, Facebook dating, um, <laughs> which is only live in five countries right now. Um, would you would you ever join Facebook dating? I mean, I can't. Um, I don't have Facebook accounts. So, well, I guess uh, you're already on a on a dating network called Mastodon. <laughs> that's true. That's that's uh, incredibly true. But oh yeah. my, what if Mastodon had a secret crushes feature? Oh, Eugene, don't don't take away reports. Add dating. <sighs> <laughs> Am I getting too spicy? <laughs> no, that's that's actually perfectly. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, so well, I mean, actually, if we're adding dating, we should probably add reports to that too. <laughs> Honestly, that needs that needs reports more than anything else. That, yeah, yeah, you, you gotta have that. Um, so Facebook dating, um, it's available in five countries and it's launching in fourteen more, right? And there's there's, there's apparently of a new feature called uh, Secret Crush, which uh is it it's like you select like nine people, um. Uh, and and then you say that you are interested in them and they and it sends them a notification, right? Okay. This this is the scam the scummy part, right? They send they send that person a notification. It doesn't matter if they're already using Facebook dating or not. So they get a notification, they're like, hey, so somebody likes you, uh go sign up for Facebook dating to see who they are, right? Or uh, whatever, right? Like you sign up and if you if you if you if you Select the same, like, if you select one of the people that they select, like, if you match, then, then you get, like, some sort of, like, I guess, some interaction there. Uh, and that is, like, I, like, it's, it's not good. Like, it's like, it's like a growth hack tactic, right? Where you send somebody, like, uh, like, you're in a social, 
like is, uh, on a platform and you send a notification to somebody who's not on the platform asking them to join the platform to see something about them. Right, that's a growth hack tactic, right? That that's is, um, super. That's a dark pattern. That's yeah, super that's unethical. A, yeah, that, yeah, that is unethical as fuck. I mean, I'm not like surprised Facebook is doing that. Obviously, this like, is like a, a way of getting someone signed up for a feature without it being opt in, right? Yep, pretty much. Like, like it's it's like the person doesn't have to be signed up for uh, Facebook. And also, uh, listen to the Vergecast. Apparently, uh, apparently Facebook Facebook dating doesn't have like the age ma- age based matching. It does, but it doesn't work. That's what they're saying. Oh, um, this is like that's the thing about like this this specific feature too. It's more of the 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 nice part about dating apps leading more towards OkCupid versus Tinder because Tinder is a creep fest. Um, you need to give people the most amount of control over who they see and what their preferences are. And while that sometimes can lead to you know like racist white people only matching a racist white people, it also helps protect queer people from being around folks who might not you know might be dangerous to them and these kinds of features just aren't really working with that with that motto or that kind of thinking right they're more designed to get everyone banging which isn't really how dating works <laughs> like facebook dating and this feature seems like if you have a crush on someone and you like and you would give them a grid of nine people and you tell them to pick a crush and it's like oh that's not the person like that just make you feel weird like i don't know like how am i supposed to feel yeah, this is, the whole thing seems like a poorly thought out. Like, it seems like somebody at Silicon Valley would think this is a good idea. Like, this it seems extremely Silicon Valley. Uh, like, this seems like somebody at Silicon Valley was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did this uh, feature where, like, people pick nine uh, other people that they like and then they get a notification and then they have to see it? Uh, this feature seems like it was designed by a boy. Definitely designed by design, definitely hundred percent. This feature, yeah, this feature. They had they had a woman on stage present it, but I feel like this feature was thought up by a cis boy. Definitely hundred de- percent developed by the most cis dude uh, on this planet. Uh, definitely, like this is like hundred percent developed by somebody, uh, somebody who's yeah. That's it's it's, it's not good. It's, it's not great. Uh, it's not available in the United States, so Christian, I guess. Uh, you're out of luck. I would never use Facebook <laughs> Gang. I'm not even on Tinder anymore because it's too much work. Yeah, that's um, also Tinder is creepy as fuck. To me. I, I like the whole uh, the way that the app functions is extremely yeah questionable. So it's uh, time. It's basically it's time to just date on a mastodon. Is what you're saying? Yeah, but that's the like, only but like, the, that then, in Discord. Then, 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 then like sidekick falls over and then your message never gets there or whatever. Uh, Damn, it'd be like that though. <laughs> it really do. You, you send, you finally, you, you spend forever sending that DM. You're like, oh, I'm gonna be smooth. I'm, I'm gonna be slick. I'm gonna slide in. I'm gonna like, you know, we're gonna have like a, a Minecraft date, and then it never gets sent. Cause sidekick person, um, sidekick is not a man, by the way. Sidekick is gender neutral. Uh, it, uh, sidekick is gender neutral. Sidekick person decides to tell you to go fuck yourself and says, "Not today, friend." <laughs> Sidekick, sidekick is like the worst, uh, worst wing, uh, wing person, I guess. Like, it's just like not with it. You, basically, um, oh my, if you ever make a fork and mask on, we need to make sidekick and then we also need to make a wing, wing person. Oh my God. As like, <laughs> it's like, as, like the two services. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once essentially like, you know, sidekick makes sure messages get sent in the queue and then wing, wing person just bounces it. If it doesn't get, if it doesn't, ca- if it doesn't get sent instead of it giving back, you know, the, the queue getting backed up. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I mean, sidekick can do that. It has, you can have multiple queues in it, but you know, uh, such as, such as life. Uh, 
So let's talk about more weird things that Facebook is doing. Uh, Facebook portal is still around. Um, it didn't get discontinued and it, it, it apparently it's actually getting support. It's getting WhatsApp support and it's also launching internationally. Uh, are you going to buy one? Absolutely not. Um, why not? Because, it's, 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 it's that good shit. It's, 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 it's like a, it's like a tablet, right? It's like a huge, it's like a long tablet with, with the camera. Yeah, it's like an Echo Show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's a long tablet with the camera. Like it's, it's mounted on a, on a camera, uh, like a, on a thing that has a camera on it. Um, it's going to be launching in, uh, Canada, apparently, and Europe in the, in the fall. Uh, so now you can also do WhatsApp calls on it, which I suppose, you know, if you already have this, that's, that's useful. Uh, that's about it, I think. I think I think that's the that's the extent of that story. Uh, apparently, Facebook said that the sales of the portal have exceeded expectations, uh, which is the opposite of what game developers, game publishers say. Uh, but yeah, like how mu- how many people are buying this? Like, I really want to know the actual sales numbers on this because I want to know who buys this and why. Like, I like I really want to know like who buys this. Uh, if you buy, if you bought a Facebook portal, oh my god! Nobody us. in our audience has, has bought a Facebook portal. Come on! What man. if someone did though? I want to know. What why. if somebody bought it to dismantle it and see, look at the tech inside or whatever? Ooh, what know. if you actually flash like the build of Android that's on it and put like purism on it? What if so? Yeah. What if like somebody hacked it and like yeah, like made it like I don't know, like some sort of security camera thing? Oh, <laughs> speaking of which, purism. I know you're getting funded recently. If you want to ever sponsor a podcast, contact thetwoshadesbrown dot com. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god do you want to explain the context of what, what, what that joke was i think i think for some, i mean yeah i mean well i mean we're, we're basically talking about two asinine products right facebook portal and then purism's fork and mastodon that's where that joke came from earlier essentially the, the drama here is that um purism paid eugen to you know make a fork and mastodon which is fine which is fine like there's nothing wrong with that you know like get your bread eugen i i, I understand um maybe put more of that bread back into the community but that's another <laughs> conversation for another day but i but the thing on that fork though is that they're removing moderation tools like reports and all of that yeah and then that's they were like, the weird part mm, about it that's the part that i don't fuck with mm. and then they were like just bad just block people i'm just like mm, mm, mm. um however though the purism project does they are making trying to make open source hardware and like they're working on like open source mobile devices and stuff and they're like trying to get funding to actually make you know, a private and open source ecosystem of like actual consumer yeah, products. Yeah, but like stuff like this is always like, how much do I trust you with like making a phone when you can't even? Well, um, according to a couple of listeners of the show, um, from what I've heard, the Purism laptops at the very least are really good devices. Uh, they're they're pretty pricey though. Like they're pretty pricey, but they're but for for what the hardware you're getting and the build of them, they're actually pretty good computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it does leave me skeptical about the about these false uh, companies that are trying to build like hardware and also trying to get into software. Like the 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 whole thing about also like the drama was that they they like forked a bunch of open source Android apps, right? Like the like the Tusky got forked, and then they didn't like give Tusky like any sort of like credit or whatever, right? Like it was just like they forked husky and put it in like this rebranded form like um it's it's it's, it's rude to do that uh by the way like it, the license allows for it 
but it's still extremely like extremely rude. So basically, like that, that's like so. I guess for context, for some of our listeners who aren't that into the open source thing, you remember how yes, last week we were talking about Luminary. The, if you fork and open an app, right, like Tusky, and you did what Purism did, that's yeah. a Luminary move. <laughs> technically technically not really like breaking the breaking, breaking the, any rules or yeah, laws yeah. however that's kind of fucked up to do. yeah it's, it's 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 not violating the letter of the license but it's i think it's definitely violating like, the spirit of the license right like that i think that's the thing and if people, you're if you're an open source company what you what you live on is going to be the the spirit or the goodwill of the community yeah exactly so you do you really do not want to be doing that like, like really purism wanna... don't go full cyanogen oof yeah 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 please please no um what, what else we're we talking about vr right this is the next big one yeah yeah we're moving on to vr um Oof, so yeah, this, is, this is big basically the oculus quest came out which is a 400 dollars self-contained vr headset and uh, i want one <laughs> i kind of want one and the problem is like a it's owned by facebook and b it's also a 400 dollars vr headset and i can't do vr for more than like 25 30 minutes yeah I mean, i've never tried it so i don't know uh, like earlier in the week, I was playing like this horror game. I think it was Resident Evil um, One, whichever, whatever was like the one that has that's for PSVR. Yeah, Resident Evil Seven. I, yeah, Resident Evil Seven. I think yeah, it was, seven, it was, yeah. yes. My I was hazard. just playing yeah, it, yeah. and oof, oof. Like I, I can only do it for like twenty five minutes, or it gets too intense. I have to sit down, close my eyes, and just lay down. I think it's mainly two piece. I know that um, with Sony's implementation, it's pretty low quality VR, but. I don't know. I was just it was it was fun and it was intense and I was enjoying the experience, but my I just had like some weird cognitive dissonance where I just like had to sit down. Or I felt like I was going to throw up. Right. Like I like I wanted to try because like I'm kind of interested in like these these standalone or like like VR units because I can't do rooms the room scale stuff. <laughs> it's just not feasible for me to like I don't have the physical space to make room scale VR work. So like I, I have the hardware like the like the PC to make it happen, but I don't have the actual physical space to make it happen. So that's that's out of the question. But so I'm always interested in like stuff that's more more accessible for lack of a better term. Uh it's like it's a portable, it's it's standalone, right? Uh it it like you don't have to tether it to anything, like you just have to keep it charged and like you can use it. Uh so PSVR, I already have a PS4, so I was interested in PSVR. Like I saw some like the, the Waypoint stream was doing a lot of P- uh, VR games. Oh, I did the Kingdom Hearts VR experience. So when you sent me a oh, link yeah, to, I actually played through that. That well, one is pretty dope. Yeah. That one, since there's no movement, I've learned that like the interactive experiences where you don't move around are way less intense. Like super hot in VR, I can't do it. Oh, super, super hot, hot in VR. VR sounds like yes, like it looks a lot. Like it's like super hot is already like I'm kind of like extremely focused on the movement uh, aspects of it and it's like yeah trying to do that in VR seems a little bit uh... I feel like if I had like an HCC vibe or like the pure regular Oculus one for PC I would be better because it's essentially it's the frame rate right I think I think my issue is just the frame rate and the quality of the screens lead to a subpar VR experience it's, it's that's that's it's definitely true uh, and also like the, the Oculus Quest is also going to be like uh, lacking on on the resolution and the quality front, right? Because it is obviously it's running on a Snapdragon eight thirty five. Um, it does have OLED screen, so that's better than um you know a couple of the alternative options in in Oculus's previous Quest VR headset. But I I think that what makes me so intrigued about this one is that you get room scale inside out tracking. You get all of that just for four hundred dollars with the two controllers. And given the limitations, right? 
And I think this one, this is probably a, bo- a higher quality VR than PSVR is. Probably, yeah. And it's standalone too, so you don't have to like, you know, have a PS4 already. Uh, so like, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm actually very curious about this all, but also at the same time, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to like buy a Facebook product, which is, which is, you know, like, like the, like I don't, I don't use Facebook. So I'm like really hesitant to like, do you, do you need like a Facebook account to download apps? Like, is no, this the- essentially how this works is that you just install the, um, Oculus app to pair it once to your phone you, and then it loads like the latest firmware and then it's all standalone from there. You can install apps, everything just connected to your Wi-Fi. We only need it for the initial setup to use the Oculus discovery app. Everything else is done through the headset okay, itself. At least, okay, that's that's good uh, because I was worried like you would make you sign out, like you would make a login with Facebook or something like that. That would be a bit of a no go for me, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually really curious because I want to play that that one game that I saw on the Waypoint stream, which is Beat Saber. Ooh, Beat Saber is fun. That one, that one is pretty chill because it's. I think it's just it's movement it's anything where i have to like walk around that's what fucks me up yeah i mean beats beat saber is not like you don't have to walk around right you don't you just have to yeah you, you just stand still and you beat things with your saber it's yeah, pretty dope it's like and the music has like I, I love i love rhythm games actually like i find them really cool like like stuff like thumper or like uh like beat saber like i saw it on played and i was like holy shit that looks really fun uh i don't want to try it uh so like i don't know uh Kind of, kind of want to get it, but at the same time, I don't know. I have enough games. Like I don't, I don't need more games. I mean, you could probably just go to a Best Buy, use it for like half an hour, and then like probably make that d- decision yourself. I like if I did not get VR sit Nick the other day after um after playing Resident Evil, I would have bought one already. That's but also, that's also because thing, of the yeah. VR like sickness stuff. That's yeah. why I'm holding off. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna get VR sickness. I guess I have to try it to figure that out. Like if I'm actually gonna get, like I've never tried it. I remember there was like a PS VR demo like last year at the mall, but I never like it was a public demo, so I was like ah, whatever. Uh, so, but like I'm curious. I'm re- like at this point, I'm actually curious. Like for a while, I was kind of eh on VR because a lot of the stuff was like expensive and like finicky and like you know not not very good quality. But not, it it seems to be like you know slowly but surely starting to get better uh, uh, and less finicky. So I'm curious. Uh, so is did they announce like a release date on this? Like, is there like a release date? Pre-order is available now. I think it just ships in like two weeks or so. May twelfth, May twenty seventh, somewhere at the end of the month is when this is shipping. Yeah, yeah. So like, if if it's available in Canada, I mean, uh, I'm curious. Actually, I'm actually I'm considering it right now. Actually, but uh, let's let's move on to the other big like there are two VR related. Uh, Oculus Quest was it announced at F8? Like, is that is part of F8, right? Or it was it announced like- last year, but there's also an updated Rift, which is essentially like this summer design, and then but just you know, um, of course, connects to the PC with the cable. But the more interesting one is that Valve this week announced the Index. It had leaked a while ago, but now they had an official reveal with you know press at their headquarters and all of that. And it is. Let's start off with the price. Right? The price is. I think it's important that we measure the price first uh, to put everything into context. Uh, it's nine. So it's basically a grand, right? So it's one one thousand dollars, one thousand US dollars, which is a lot, right? Because Oculus Rift's the latest model is only like five hundred, I think, like the one that plugs into the PC. I don't think it's a thousand. Let me see the Oculus. Let me actually look up the pricing. For yeah, it. yeah. But yeah. Uh, so they they're doing. Um, so the so the the specs of it like 
they're focusing on like yes the rift s the new updated rift is only 399 dollars and that's the that's the same price as actually the the oculus quest and this one this one just plugs into your pc and it comes with controllers too all right so and this doesn't come with controllers right? i think i think that's the problem too like it doesn't come with controllers like uh you have to buy the controllers yes um so the pricing uh let me just uh oh, okay 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 so the so the complete bundle is 999 right so you get a headset you get a pair of controllers and you get a pair of steam vr like uh 2.0 tracking boxes uh and like so that's like and like the controllers, the pair of controllers by separately is like two seventy nine, and the headset is by itself is four ninety nine. Uh, yeah, it's expensive, right? And like like the the stuff that they're focusing on is uh, long term VR usage. Like that's like the pitch, right? That you're going to be able to uh, use this long term without being uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, like the field of view thing is that they're focusing on. Like they they're, they're going to have a higher field of view. Uh, they're gonna have uh, like they're gonna support like three different refresh rates, so ninety hertz, one twenty, and one forty four. Uh, but but like the demo that they presented, uh, most of the stuff couldn't reach like keep a stable like one forty four. Uh, and that you know that's unfortunate. But uh, also like they have like um, it, it's also like room scale right so you have the the, the the two tracking stations that are required for the for the room scale and also the problem is like they have to be like mounted in specific locations in your room to make it work and that's also like a problem i guess uh if you don't have that uh what like is there, any, is there anything else that's like the uh like the screens the uh like i like i don't actually know that much about vr to like really say like if this is like actually- no that's, that's from what i've read about it it's just like it's just a it's a vr headset like without actually more people trying it and it being in a real world use, you know, like a real use use case, we really can't tell what's special about it. Um, I think that it's it's likely it's a culmination, right, of all the best specs for VR, right? Like it's the best version of the screen, right? It's the best screen. It's like the best, you know, design. But is it worth a thousand dollars when you can get an Oculus Rift S? And from all you know, from all we heard, the Oculus Rifts are not that bad devices for six hundred dollars less. That also includes the the it's like the six hundred dollar increase for what's marginal gains. Yeah, and like this seems to be like a first, like a really like a first gen product from Valve, right? Um, and Valve doesn't have any games. Like, what, 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 what special game is for this? Because at the end of the day, hardware is hardware, right? Like PSVR is pretty shit, but it has good games for it. So that's why people put up with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, where are your like? This is this is the thing with Valve. Like, where the fuck is like you're supposedly a games studio? Uh, at some point, you made some, you know pretty good games you know like you know half-life uh portal uh where is the portal game from vr like what's what's going on like a portal game in vr sounds amazing by the way uh if they, if they actually bothered to make like nothing is launching like with this game and apparently there's only one game coming out in like in later in 2019 uh so like and the demo that they did was with uh, with like with like No Man's Sky in VR, and it wasn't even like No Man's Sky like customized like a like a special version for for Index. It was just like the Vive stuff uh, that they ran on on the Index. So I'm just like, like what is this? Like is like without the software, it's kind of pointless to have all this fancy hardware. Like well, what are you gonna do with it? Uh, it's just. 
Yeah, uh, that, this is like the story of Valve. Like they, 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 they just, they, I guess they don't want to bother with software uh, right away. But no one's gonna buy it then, because what's the point, right? Like, like if I was gonna get a VR headset, the reason, I'm, like the reason I look at the Oculus Quest too is because since they released the Go, you have so much software for it that's already exists, right? And Oculus is actively courting developers to make sure that that, that machine comes with software that'll work for it. The Valve one, it's like, oh, it works with Steam. Um, but as we could tell, working with Steam does not indicate a quality games. Yeah, that's um I'm not I'm not gonna get a VR headset just to run just to run green light games. Oh my god, imagine that shit. Imagine if the <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Like nothing nothing about this is to the tech is imp- like the finger tracking, like the 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 like the tracking tech where it, it just like you know tracks your fingers, is supposedly impressive. But like the but the the Ars Technica reporter Sam, um, like couldn't get it to work properly, right? Like his fingers would just be like not track properly, and like I'd imagine that's like a bug or something. Like it's it's probably not final software or whatever. But you know, like it's, it's not it's not a great great look. Uh, so did they say when it'll launch? I don't think they said when, when, when the VR, it's like, when the, when can you like pre-order it or is it like available for? I think you can pre-order it. Um, our pre-orders opens up next week. Oh I think yeah, May one. It it, it, yeah. Yeah. So it's available, but it's also not available in Canada. It's available in the US, uh, and most of Western Europe, no UK, by the way. Uh, that's strange. Why yeah. UK? No UK. Uh, no Canada. Just the contiguous US. Does that mean Hawaii is excluded? Is that what that means? You can't find us in Alaska to Hawaii. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be really weird. Like uh, can- a- Valve Valve Index only available in Nova Scotia and nowhere else in oh Canada. Oh my god. Imagine that shit. Uh, but yeah. that sounds like a Google move, right? It there. does sound like a Google move, right? It's like extremely Google. Uh, but like. Yeah, so then that's the Valve Index. I don't know if there's anything else really to talk about without getting into the nitty gritty of the of the of the hardware. But if you want that, you can read the the Ars Technica article, which is really good actually. It's it's really detailed. It goes into like why why how the tech works and why it's important and whatever, and what sort of uh, various tech that they are using. That's you know impressive, but like it's it's not enough. Like it's it's just not enough to have the tech be impressive i think it's like 2019 tech is not enough yeah like you could you got specs like sure who gives a fuck though right like i don't know just because your vr is marginally better if i'm using like if i'm just like watching minecraft in a theater mode right or something like that or even worse if we're using like the labo kind of breath of the wild vr like oh god yeah like you know, like it's like quality has to be like the quality of the games have to be there. Like it's, it has to be good enough, and I think that's where PSVR is succeeding. Where where uh, because it's it has the it has the software right. Like Oculus has the software. HTC I guess also has the software right. But it's like yeah, like it's why why would you buy this over HTC Vive Pro or or an Oculus uh Rift, right? Like a Rift S. Like why would you buy this over over any of those? Like there's no reason to, right? Unless you're like I don't know, unless you'd like buying Valve hardware. Well, I guess this one is going to have Linux support, right? Like official. It should have official Linux support. I mean, I know they didn't mention it, but since Valve is putting really hard for Linux gaming to become a thing, I I guess this might be the best headset to run Linux VR on. 
is VR even really a thing on Linux? I don't think I, so. There's like two people who, four people, two or four people who listen who can give me an answer on that. Please do. Please let me know. I mean, Xorg is a piece of trash, so I don't, I don't know. Because uh, I know if I'm so. Mac OS, the Oculus headsets don't run. The only one that runs is the HTC Vibe. Um, oh my God. Hold on a second. What if, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. We're entering, hear me out. All right. We bring back Compass, but it's a VR exclusive Linux desktop environment. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine bouncing Windows, but in VR. But like wobbly windows. Imagine the cube in VR. Oh, and the uh, and the fire windows. Like when you minimize the window, it like disappears in a in a bunch of fire. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like, wow, that'd be sick. Sick VR effects. I mean, XORG barely works on the desktop. What makes you think it's going to work on, in VR headset? Like, it's, I mean, XORG. Everyone's moved to Wayland now. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> Wait, really? Are, are, I, no, I, don't, I, thought, I actually don't know. I, if it I'm was pretty sure KDE is now shipping with like Wayland by default. I, I I actually do not know. I haven't used Linux on the desktop for a long ass time. Yeah, the last time you used the Xorg was a thing. But I'm pretty sure we've now all unanimously decided <laughs> to stop using Xorg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xorg is, is even like who's what is the is it the organization of X? Like I don't even know. That sounds like <laughs> Xorg. You know, is probably the most Kingdom Hearts sounding ah! piece of software ever. It's Xorg is like something like Xanart. Z- yeah, uh, exactly. Xenor? Exactly. It's uh, the organ. Oh my god, Kingdom Hearts Four, the Xorg edition, <laughs> where you just have to battle shitty desktop environments. <laughs> you have now reached the final boss, KDE four point oh zero point one. Oh my god! Listen, That's... before before KDE nerds get mad at me, you for some of you who may not be around, you have to remember the initial release of KDE four was slow as fuck. It was rough. KDE KDE four was slow as shit when yeah. it first came out. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. like it for bad. the first <laughs> couple of years of KDE, we were still running KDE three point five just for speed alone. And people people just like switched to GNOME too because they were like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Uh, or they switched to like XFCE or like some people just moved to like tiling window managers. Yeah. Whatever. They did fix it though. They did fix it eventually. Yeah. The KD5 right now is really good. It's, it's, it's apparently much better than GNOME 3 in its current state. Uh, I have no idea. I don't use desktop Linux and I'm not planning on using it uh, in the future uh, for CWA. I don't know why I would use it. But uh, why not use desktop Linux? You know, let's, let's do the desktop Linux challenge. That's that sounds like the the least. I I don't know how if it's a fun challenge or if it's just like it's just like why you got to troll the desktop Linux users? They're good people. I I don't I don't I, like I respect all all my fellow Linux nerds, uh, desktop Linux desktop users, but I deal with Linux on a daily basis for work related things, and I and I really really do not want to be dealing with Linux on a desktop level where I have to deal with it on a personal level, right? Like I like server side is one thing. Linux is good at that. Okay. The Linux is reasonably good at that. I don't want to be dealing with it in desktop stuff. Like really do not. Uh, Damn. <laughs> Damn. I just don't. And with that, we have lost half our list. <laughs> no, no. People, people who use desktop Linux, prob- some of them would probably at least agree with me partially that Linux on desktop is, is, is not, not the greatest experience. Uh, to put it mildly. So uh, now that we have best of every Linux desktop user, I think we can wrap up the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you no longer listen to us, like static safe, know at uh, static safe at mastodon.zombocloud. Yeah. Uh, static safe at mastodon.zombocloud.com. Uh, you can find us uh, two shades of brown.com. The email address, uh, contact at two shades of brown.com. Email us about the state of KDE on the desktop. 
I guess. Uh, like, I don't know. Pretty good. Katie's doing pretty no, damn Katie's good, right good. now. Katie's Katie's rock solid. Like, open Suzu, you know, good shit. Uh, uh, Christian, and where do people find you to send the send like the Linux hate mail? I guess. Um, you can you can start uh, <laughs> Linux users revolution with me at uh, <laughs> justfine at ten forward dot social, where we will take down the um the elitist static from uh from from blocking us from using Linux. <laughs> I'm not blocking it. Using Linux. Go use whatever OS you want. Uh, whatever OS is. Unless it's Windows Phone. Don't use that anymore. That's I mean, sad. it's, it's uh, yeah, probably best that you don't use it. It's unmaintained, maintained, non-maintained. Uh, it's dead. It's rip. Rest in peace. Windows Phone. Uh, uh, however, um, FreeBSD is the best OS. Um, and until <laughs> next week, uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>